0: Weddings are the beginning of the marathon. You know, all the rah-rah, once upon a time, I saw the stars in your eyes.
1: Should your cynicism concern me?
0: I'm just saying, no one writes ads for the middle. That's the
1: beauty of getting to the middle. We don't have to.
0: Or no one wants to admit what they're looking at. Allison. Caleb.
1: That's depressing.
0: Even for you.
2: Burnt Thicket Theater presents Tied in Knots. A series of original stories that embrace the ups and downs of love and marriage. This week's episode was written by Krista Marushi, starring Mackenzie Dawson and Megan Song, Directed by Stephen Waldschmidt, with dramaturgy by Baird Heilman. Recording, editing, and sound design by me, Tim Bratton. And now, pour yourself a drink, loosen up a bit, and pull your partner close for a little slow dance as you listen to Episode 5, Middle Ground.
1: Sleep. I love you, but good
0: night. Hmm. What's that? Still not asleep?
1: Couldn't say that, but quiet for now. You look tired.
0: I am. But we've got the wedding.
1: Wedding this weekend, right.
0: We've got to get the toast written. And you've got your board meeting tomorrow, and... Right,
1: I remember. What were you thinking?
0: Well, I mean, it's probably a dumb idea, but remember those missed connection things people used to put in the classifieds? I don't know. I was thinking maybe something with the whole, I saw you, you know, love at first sight kind of thing. Since Jake and Christy hit it off right away. Maybe. Feel free to come up with something better.
1: I wasn't saying... I mean,
0: the wedding's this Saturday. I'm not? Never mind. It's a dumb idea.
1: Can we just... It's
0: fine. Let's come up with something else. Forget it. It's fine.
1: The more you say fine, the less I believe it.
0: It's been a long day.
1: Agreed.
0: We can do this another time.
1: Except there isn't one.
0: How about you just say something clever, and I'll stand there and look pretty?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: But you'll have to come up with something first.
1: Is this how the night's gonna go? Let me know so I can surrender.
0: I don't want to sit around and brainstorm.
1: How long does it have to be?
0: I don't know. Two minutes? Less? Nobody's listening at a wedding anyway. They're too busy drinking.
1: That's romantic.
0: Okay. The couple is busy leaping into the unknown. So let's go with, here's to Jake and Christy. Love, love, true love. Make me all the rainbows, whatever.
1: You never made me rainbows.
0: You don't like yellow.
1: So you want to write an ad for them? It was
0: just an idea, a starting place. Weddings are the beginning of the marathon. You know, all the rah-rah, once upon a time, I saw the stars in your eyes.
1: Should your cynicism concern me?
0: I'm just saying, no one writes ads for the middle.
1: That's the beauty of getting to the middle. We don't have to.
0: Or no one wants to admit what they're looking at. Allison. Caleb.
1: That's depressing. Even for you. Even for me? Stop pouncing, you know what I mean. I guess. You don't think I see you?
0: I don't think you should look too closely. What?
1: That doesn't sound good.
0: You want to sit around and stare into each other's eyes? I'm not that interesting. Neither are you. It's not an insult to say we're comfortable.
1: I think you might object if I start referring to you as my favorite blanket.
0: What should I say then? I saw you, tall, dark, disheveled, reluctantly enter the kitchen, realizing once again you'd forgotten about the wedding toast you put off for the past six weeks, your eyes wistfully glancing at your phone as you gathered your resolve to address the forgotten chore your tiresome spouse set before you. Shall I keep going?
1: No, it's not like that.
0: Just admit it. Undivided attention is strictly for amateurs.
1: Well, I saw you sitting at the table, warming your hands on a cup of tea made more for comfort than actual drinking. You were leaning on your elbows, your eye makeup smudging like it does at the end of the day, but I like that you still care enough to put it on. You finished cleaning the kitchen while I put the kids to bed, and in these quiet moments at the end of another draining day, we're still attempting to prioritize other people's needs. When I entered the room, you identified me as invader and launched your counterattack.
0: Told you not to look too close.
1: Tired of your favorite blanket?
0: I'm only saying... No,
1: you're acting like... I don't know. Everything is crap.
0: That's not what I'm saying.
1: You want to go back to the beginning?
0: No, that's exactly my point. A beginning is only the beginning.
1: And it gets better, right? I guess. You don't think it's better?
0: You don't think it's harder?
1: Beginnings are foundations. They don't disappear. They're built on. They're essential.
0: Okay. All right. I agree.
1: You don't, though.
0: I don't really know what we're talking about anymore.
1: I don't know. Missed connections?
0: It was just an idea.
1: Something on your mind, apparently.
0: Can we forget it and move on to something else?
1: No. I saw you.
0: Kayla. Gray
1: dress, black boots, and a Mona Lisa smile. You were walking into that coffee shop on Duncan and Fourth just before lunch. I was on the patio with a book. You were going to keep to yourself, but my grin caught you off guard, so you decided to take a chance. We talked about books and the changing landscape of the city. It felt like a deeper conversation just beginning. I've probably thought about you every day since then. Let's not waste any more time without each other for company.
0: That's how you remember it?
1: It wasn't that long ago. Maybe for you. It was.
0: Wait. My friend said it's something out of a movie. But why does it feel so grounded? I'm pretty sure I made a fool of myself, commenting on your ultra-hip glasses and asking whether you preferred meth or math. When your friend showed up and crashed our table for two, I was caught off guard and made snarky comments. I think it disappointed you. What is it that makes me never want to do that again?
1: On my birthday, you took me out on a boat and told me stories of growing up underwater. We were moving with the waves when you brushed against me. The night was clear and the wind was warm. We sat next to each other and didn't say much. We didn't need to. I think we both know what this means for our future.
0: Red wine and Smarties at the fireworks festival.
1: Thanksgiving with your family.
0: Your brother's girlfriends.
1: Your Uncle Charlie, hoping that we make it, though, understanding if we don't.
0: Your long-standing grudge against Uncle Charlie.
1: Some people are listening to those stupid wedding toasts.
0: Some people's hearing is selective.
1: Only while you're talking, while I'm in another room.
0: What about your inability to choose a parking space?
1: Or your inability to let me choose a parking space.
0: I cleaned the kitchen.
1: I taught you how to fly a kite.
0: I introduced date nights at home.
1: And lazy weekend mornings in tangled up sheets.
0: Our marriage has some privileges.
1: After a bumpy first year.
0: Somewhat bumpier than most. It's like that
1: for everyone.
0: I'm not saying it isn't normal. I'm only saying it was hard. Learning to communicate.
1: Without that tone, please?
0: It's a learning curve.
1: As in one we're still on? Obviously. Last night, I felt like a million dollars. I was talking about things that mattered. What's been going on at work, what was going on inside. I'm not always the best at expressing myself or talking about our future. As usual, you were distracted. You poured gasoline on my happy, and suddenly, inferno.
0: You were so enthused. I didn't want to bring you down, but you missed too much of what I had already been saying. So you opened the door and got caught in the backdraft. Why do I either have to stifle what I'm feeling or explode firebombs?
1: Firebombs. Forget it. Confusement.
0: I can't articulate everything. Your feelings are like
1: Carmen Diego. Where are you these days?
0: Having babies? Holding babies? Now a kid and toddler who hold my mind hostage with never-ending questions while I attempt to keep everything, especially myself, under some pathetic kind of control.
1: I'm working overtime. I'm doing everything I can.
0: Meanwhile, I am losing it. Daily, hourly, minutely. Today was another big serving of someone who cannot do it all as if I needed the reminder. Why are there so many moments, questions, needs? Dishes, laundry, tantrums, all day, every day. Now and again, I spiral in and out of all stages of female. Perfect mommy, peaceful wife, dreaded nag, and everyone's favorite, the rageaholic monster. Everything an epic fail growing around me in piles, Two hours I thought I had shrinks to 45 minutes already gone. 40 more restoring sleep to unsleeping kids who never fit their whims into the schedule. Everything is raw. Anything else is scraping me numb. So no, I missed a moment to ask about your meeting when you had already asked about my day. But why and when is that question ever helpful, especially when it's pretty clearly bleeding all over my face?
1: I want to help. I'm trying to help.
0: That's the problem. It's easier for everyone to just do it myself.
1: That's not fair.
0: You want to talk fair? What's the point? Allie! Caleb!
1: Fine. Do it all yourself then. That's how you want it.
0: It's not how I want it.
1: Then you've got to let me in here.
0: Help all you want, but don't ask for my help if you're offering to help me. If I have to explain it, it's just another child who needs me to hold their hand. I don't have the energy to hold your hand, okay?
1: You make it sound like I'm some kind of an idiot.
0: No! I'm just saying, if you want to be my partner, you can't have me for your mommy.
1: I've listened to you tell our story, the one where we met, the same way every time. How I pursued you from the beginning, which is true. And you laugh it off, saying you weren't totally sure. Hilarious how careless you were towards my heart, that only wanted to know you more. The years that went by before we met were hard, broken ones. But you were someone who mended me, even from the beginning. And yes, you finally opened your eyes to look in mine. A man was eventually seen... And your vision gave me strength to believe in the big. Something more than the sum of our parts. But I guess time does blur focus. I'm not certain who it is you see anymore. We're both losing sight of each other. Children, work, shopping, cleaning, chores, holidays, grandparents, car payments, repairs. At the end of the day, we crash without thinking staring blankly at screens and letting minds go numb, victims surviving the trauma of day-to-day existence. I can't remember the last time we touched, or you looked at me for more than five seconds. I can't keep breathing in fumes. If you could just touch me like you did those first days and kiss me with the life we've built over the last ten years. I know you're tired. I'm tired too, too tired to ask, and too ashamed to need the little strength you have left at the end of the day. This treadmill is wearing us down. We can't keep moving and keep moving on. But I remember galaxies in your eyes.
0: You called me a hard piece of candy with a soft, chewy center. And you were right. What else did we talk about?
1: I can't remember.
0: I stared at the buildings.
1: Not looking at me.
0: I couldn't find the words. Still can't sometimes.
1: We haven't been talking.
0: It's always a long day. I know. I wasn't saying...
1: I know. It's fine. It's been a few weeks.
0: Not tonight, okay?
1: I just wanted you to know I want to.
0: Me too. Just not tonight, okay? Sure. I'm sorry.
1: Don't be sorry, it's fine. Here we go. I said it's fine. Fine. What?
0: You're disappointed. I'm not. Feels like it. I'm not. We need to write the toast.
1: Sure, of course. Let's do it right this second. Caleb. No, it's great. Let's knock it out. We can't create a diamond without all this pressure.
0: Don't make me the bad guy.
1: You're not the bad guy. You're the inspiration.
0: That's not funny.
1: Have you ever laughed at a joke? Yes. Of mine.
0: I can't recall.
1: It's been a while.
0: You are disappointed.
1: I'm not disappointed! Let's... Toast it up. Let's do it right now. We introduced them, after all. Forget it. No, I want to do it right now. They met at my birthday, right?
0: My birthday.
1: Right. Their first date...
0: I don't know. They probably met for coffee.
1: Well, we have that in common. Love it first shot. Throw in the puns and perfecto.
0: It should probably be a little more personal.
1: How personal? Star Trek personal? What? Jake's in a Star Trek.
0: No, not Star Trek personal.
1: The Kobayashi Maru? I'm feeling it right now. It could be a little funny, a little serious.
0: The Kobayashi Maru?
1: Yeah, it's...
0: I know what it is. That's what's happening here? The ultimate no-win situation?
1: No, it's a practicum designed to test the character of cadets at Starfleet Academy.
0: So you're saying marriage is the ultimate no-win situation?
1: No, I'm saying... You have to understand the context. First depicted in the opening scene of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, the goal of the Kobayashi Maru seems simple. Rescue a civilian vessel from simulated battle with the Klingons. The objective, like marriage, is not to win, not to outwit your opponent. These are impossible goals. But to manage the situation attempt to rescue and your own crew is toast. Stand by, innocent civilians are destroyed. Mhm. Captain Kirk, of course, reprograms the simulator so it's possible to rescue the freighter. He doesn't believe in a no-win scenario. He's living long and prospering as a hero solving the galaxy's problems. But maybe Kirk never married or had children. I got it. But outwitting the problem isn't mastering it. It's designed to build character. It says, stand at the helm and do whatever you can when sometimes it all still falls apart. Maintaining dignity or some kind of control while ultimately being powerless. It can't be about being right because being right will end up being wrong. Some men fight the Kobayashi Maru but most men understand the Kobayashi Maru. Not everything about Star Trek is science fiction.
0: And not all battles are so epic. You're missing In your scenario, at least there's an enemy. Although, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be me, or our life together, or... That's not
1: what I'm saying. My
0: nightmare, for example, is simple and reoccurring. At some point of every day, I drop the ball. Balls. There's usually more than one. I don't know how I'm picking them up. Because whenever I check, they seem attached to my hands and I can't shake them off. But then they're also still flying around and if I don't catch them in time, someone gets hurt. They fly into our kids when I get angry or feel exhausted. Or into you with that regular look on your face when, once again, I've made you feel second rate. Of course you're doing everything you can. Why make you feel like a failure? I don't know. I can't stop. More things spill out of me every time I open my mouth. I don't want to slap hands, issue timeouts, or stuff it inside. I am so sick of handing out citations. How can I be less painfully aware any moment I'm less than measuring up? Is there a simpler solution like moving to the country? Or do I need more community with grandparents who live closer and friends not scattered across the city? Or is it all excuses? And nothing makes it any easier, and once again I'm running the data in my mind and feeling like all the women in all the years of recorded human history somehow found a way to manage all these things, and I am flipping out in a 21st century elitist rich bitch first world whining sort of way. What is there to do when there's nothing else inside? Who is there to blame when it's me who has nothing?
1: I don't know what to say.
0: Yeah. Let's just do this tomorrow.
1: Hey, we'll come up with something. We always do. Love and coffee. Both constant, right?
0: Except tastes can change over the years.
1: Or when you find something great, you stick with it. Half and half is all I need.
0: Unless you adapt.
1: It doesn't make you more grown up because you take it black.
0: I don't always take it black.
1: It doesn't make you more grown up when your tastes are all over the map.
0: It doesn't make you more grown up because you've got to have it the way you've got to have it, otherwise you don't want it.
1: Maybe I don't want to compromise on... On what? I don't know. Excellence? Or something?
0: You think that's what I'm doing?
1: What's going on here?
0: Look at me. I'm looking at you.
1: No, you're not. I am. You're giving me eyes and not much else.
0: I don't have anything else to say.
1: Yes. You do. And you might as well say it. Otherwise, it's in the way.
0: I'm looking at our future. We're both there. It's just hard sometimes to be in the present. So? So?
1: That's life.
0: Maybe. You expect, or you think it's so... What? Easy. To transition. Like there's just a switch I can flip when the kids are asleep and it's time to connect.
1: It's not easy for me, either. But it's not the same. That doesn't mean it's not hard. What I can't take is when you won't even look at me. I didn't think you'd noticed. You don't think I miss you when you're gone? I wouldn't. The night was clear and the stars played over the water. You wanted to take my hand, but I took yours instead. I hope we always find our way to each other.
0: Even if I feel lost, it doesn't mean I'm not looking. I still want to ride bikes and eat berries till our mouths turn blue.
1: Remember that time we found twenty bucks in the park? I handed it to that random kid tying his shoe and we both kept walking. You laughed like you hadn't in a long time and said, that was probably the creepiest thing that's ever happened to that kid. (laughs)
0: And then you got the giggles.
1: (laughs) Your laughter infects mine.
0: A hard piece of candy with a soft, chewy center.
1: You didn't know what to do with your hands. But in your eyes, I saw galaxies. You wrote my number down in a journal where you've been drawing something deep. You had soft, messy hair and perfect lips. It made me calm. I couldn't screw this up. It was going to be even easier than I'd imagined. We just didn't know it yet. What else did we talk about?
0: Long-distance relationships? Some girl who liked you?
1: I don't remember that.
0: What do you remember?
1: Sitting beside you. Everything else was kind of a background.
0: That place had really great coffee.
1: You didn't used to take it black.
0: As the years go on, maybe you'll learn to take in the darker, stronger stuff. Trading sweetness for strength. That kind of thing.
1: So it gets more bitter as the years go by.
0: Looking at you right now? I'm not saying no. (laughs) Nice. Instead, we manage our losses the best we can. We're
1: not going to escape without collateral damage. But we can comfort our crew and minimize the slaughter.
0: Wow. That's romantic.
1: Yeah, yours was so much better. The daily grind that gets blacker as the years go by. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See? I laugh at your jokes. When
1: they're about you.
0: I saw you. Square glasses, faded baseball tea, sitting on that patio in the summer sun, drinking a whipped cream fiasco. Your paperback had creases that proved you were well read. Your eyes had creases, too. Something had worn you down, but you were ready to begin again. Maybe with someone like me. You looked for a long moment and saw through everything. I had to stop and say hello.
1: And that was just the beginning.
0: Maybe the middle has its moments. Don't close your eyes so much. Leaping tends to do that.
1: Oh, so we're still leaping? Probably. What?
0: I think I might be pregnant.
1: You still find ways to surprise me.
0: Oh, is that what I'm doing? <laughs> I think.
1: I had a feeling.
0: You did not.
1: I can't have intuition. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Here we go. we
0: go. Tide
2: in Knots is a production of Burnt Thicket Theatre. Support our work with a donation and learn more about us and our artists at burntthicket.com. Special thanks go to our season sponsor, Shercom Industries, and to SK Arts for supporting this project. This work was gratefully created on Treaty 6 Territory, Treaty 7 Territory, and on the traditional homeland of the Métis. And that's a wrap for Tide in Knots. Thanks for listening and stay tuned to learn about our future audio drama projects.